2: And this is Season season 3 of But Let Let Me Tell Tell You. Okay. Or, or, a restaurant that serves wild boar. Tell me more. (laughs) On that note, everybody, (laughs) welcome to episode 128 of Pero. Let me tell you, how is everybody?
1: Yes, 128. This is the episode where DJ is not silently, not so silently judging me. Why?
2: (laughs) Like last episode. Oh, like last time. No, I'm not judging you today, poopsie. It's (laughs) okay. You're crazy like Soraya. It's true. Another Martha of Miami genius shirt. Damn right. Soraya really is... She is a cultural treasure. Oh, there we go. A cultural treasure. Okay, right. She's a cultural treasure. You know. You know how like in British and American literature we have these fictional characters, iconic, like like, um, uh, like like a Sherlock Holmes, like a Sherlock Holmes, or like Jane um, Eyre, Jane Eyre, right? Um, in in American literature, Great Gatsby, right? The Great Gatsby. We Right. right and. Latin culture, not culture, in terms of great characters, you have to have Soraya Montenegro.
1: It's true. I, just, mean,
2: I mean, who else, who else can stab someone with scissors, right? Knock over a grown-up Knock wheelchair. over la, la maldita lisiada in front of a whole party and yet somehow nobody testified against her.
1: They knew better. They knew better. They knew better.
2: La venganza de Soraya. Oh, no. And who else can fall off Fall out of a window of a, was like, a, what is a, a tenth floor win, uh, uh, Easily, floor easily, and
1: just you know, and, and survive, I survive mean, a little surgery, a little here little surgery, some recuperation, some yeah. therapy, physical yeah. therapy. But you know, it's a testament to eat that I'm telling you, Soraya Montenegro is. I mean, I thought she was like 20 when she did that role. She she was,
2: and I think it's so great. And I think we've talked about this before. What they did in um in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, that promo? Yeah. But that, that again, because it's one of those things that like, when we were teenagers and we saw Maria del Barrio and we loved Soraya, you you know, we were like, we oh, lo- we, we love Soraya, but we whatever. Love Soraya. Right, right. You right. know, like, oh, she was crazy. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things that you don't realize that you're having a collective experience yeah. that everybody thought she was so crazy. Although, although, to credit to you and I, I know she became a meme, Right in the last like four or five years. Right, you and I and our friend, we were still quoting Soraya twenty some years later. We, we never stopped
1: quoting Soraya. We have been saying Venganza for years.
2: Yes, y maldita, lisiada. maldita lisiada. So when all these people jumped on the Soraya bandwagon, I'm like, you're like, welcome, welcome,
1: please move yeah. forward,
2: so, welcome, we've been here. So anyway, I wanted to talk about just something really f- stupid, funny um, part of the times. Can, these are the type of things that, like, as terrible as coronavirus is, and we reached 200,000 deaths in the U.S. this week. Wow. So that's a terrible threshold yeah. to have reached. Um, that's a number you don't want to get to. It's just you know horrible. Right. You know, as we know, sometimes even in the darkest of times, a little humor, <laughs> of course, goes, goes a, a long, long way. way. Okay. I posted this on my personal Instagram, DJ just 19 at Instagram. Um, did you see? That Qantas, the uh, official you airline s- of Australia, yeah, excuse me. sold out in 10, ten minutes. minutes, in 10, ten minutes. minutes, a seven flight to, no, a
0: seven,
2: a seven hour, hour flight to nowhere. Yep.
1: And it wasn't a cheap flight either. No. That's a thing. It wasn't like it was like a hundred bucks. Right. No, no, no. No. It was like regular fare. No, y siete horas. Porque si tú me dices, bueno.
2: We're gonna take a little flight and we're gonna go over the coast and you know an hour, not even yeah right, whatever I'll be like okay you know no. but no this was seven hours. seven hours seven hours that is less than flying from New York to Heathrow to London, to London. I mean
1: is, is so what do you do it is Australia even that big when well, no, take Australia is enormous I mean how many monuments I no no
2: no I actually started reading on it um they fly over the outback. So one of the things you oh, okay okay is okay. you could
1: see the Uluru, Oh the okay. Ayers Rock, which yeah I know that they, and they fly like close to like uh, the Barrier Reef, like they, they I, mean, I I, I don't know about the hours. Barrier Reef, but
2: they definitely well no because um, I've been to Australia to our listeners and Australia is one of the most incredible places I've ever been to, and um, from Sydney to uh, Alice Springs, which is a, where they have that the the outback the, platter, the outback platter. <laughs> the outback platter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Que más grande! For those people out there who didn't know, you know Outback is totally not, not Australia, Australian, right? It's like American food with Australian names. Like, it's it's essentially it's like it. the yeah. Alice Springs chicken, the uh, what is it, the, the Dover Platter, the yeah. Dover Platter. Yeah. yeah, it's like none of that exists in no, Australia. But um, <laughs> que mentira! And um, from Sydney to the Uluru, which is Ayers Rock, it's about a three-hour flight. So they. You know, so okay. imagine a back and forth. Okay. okay and they go around okay. it. and the Ayers Rock, um, which for those of you who don't know, it's that famous picture you always see of like this huge, enormous mountain sort of rock in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. You know, I I've said it before. I've been I've been lucky enough to travel. I've traveled a lot, and that is by far the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So I kind of I don't. I get it, and I don't get it. I wouldn't do it for the prices that they had. I would do it if, like, yeah, if it was like a hundred some dollars. Right. It's like, oh, you know what? We what? have nothing to do. today. I have seven hours on, on Let's Saturday. Let's fly
1: over the Australian yeah. Outback. But
2: right? not,
1: not at those prices.
2: It was yeah. regular price. Yeah, no. But what I think it's incredible is that it sold out in ten minutes. So that got me thinking. Do you think that as airlines continue to struggle to make money? Now maybe this is something they're gonna be like doing. this is just what's gonna happen. <laughs> like you know, remember, remember some people. Oh, I don't think it's crazy. The cruises to nowhere. I don't think it's crazy because you know it has a buffet. That's true. They take you out to international waters. You gamble and you come back. Right. Yeah. You eat and you come back. Yeah. And if it's overnight, you know, whatever. You, yeah, yeah. You so be it. You piss up drunk and. But a flight to nowhere. It's like, how good is the food on this flight? Like that's my first question. What is the in in flight entertainment? Well, it's Kylie Minogue. It's true. I mean, was there any interviewer? That's doubt? true. That's true. And, and because you're flying over the Australian Outback, I would play the whole Golden album. Oh, okay. Right. To go with the theme. I bet That's not seven hours long, that album. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to listen to the extended mixes. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that maybe this will become a thing now? Like fly over, I don't know, the Gulf of Mexico. Fly over the Grand Canyon. Fly over, fly over the California wildfires. Oh no! Don't do
1: that. No, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, I guess as, they're, as as they're struggling to find you know ways to make money, it would make sense that they would look to something like that. But I mean, I don't know that it would fly here. I, I, no pun intended. No pun intended. I don't know that we have as many pretty things. No, because you know, you know what I mean. No, like,
2: no, actually, I, I, I I thought about that. I think it could. Okay. You know what would be a really pretty uh, flight? It's not seven hours long, but would be a really pretty flight would be um, over the Keys. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: That's seven hours over the Keys. We don't know.
2: No, it wouldn't be a seven-hour <laughs> flight. That'd be like a round-trip one hour, hour and a half at right, most. Right, right, Because that from an aerial is very pretty. It be beautiful yeah, or like yeah. flying over um, – Fort Jefferson and the dry tour two guys or stuff like that, but not seven hours. Not seven hours. Huh. No, no thank you. That's what's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. That's what's upsetting. Because it's not like you know when you always get to a new place and you're at the airport, it's like oh you're a little like disoriented. Oh look it's and Annie's pretzels and uh <laughs> Chili's too, <laughs> and um another Kyoko the batteries. Oh, look how this airport, you know? <laughs>
1: Uh, but no. No, no. no it's no, the it's, same when you left. It's the same. Just seven hours later. <laughs> well, so it's like a bad joke, almost.
2: We cannot have an episode this week without speaking about the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, who, the notorious RBG. Um, you know, is to say she was a mammoth in the legal world. Is an understatement. So actually, you know what? Let me ask you. Okay. Because obviously, you know, a lot of people already know that I went to law school. I studied law. Mm -hmm. I have always been a geek of the Supreme Court. True. I, like, you read comic books. I read Supreme Court cases because I think it's fun, you know? From somebody from, like, a lay perspective, somebody who necessarily didn't study, you know, didn't study law, but, you know, has a general awareness of things. What does... What does somebody like her mean to you? Or what did you know about her, the importance of somebody like Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the court?
1: So I will say I probably didn't know the importance of her until recent-ish, Like unquote. in the last couple of years? When I would say she became like a pop culture phenomenon. Right, she did. I was aware of her existence, right. but not her. You know, not the RBG of it all. Right. Um, when I found out exactly who she was and 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 what she had done, I was like, "Well, damn, girl, going with your bad self with your like little three foot four, you know, because she was tiny, right?" Um, self, you know, um, you know that when she graduated
2: from law school and she went to Harvard, mm-hmm. um, she couldn't she applied to I don't know countless. Law firms in New York City.
1: And she didn't get called back to one. Because she was a woman. Because she was a woman. And a Jewish woman at that. But mm-hmm. I mean, she broke so many barriers that I think, again, because she became a pop culture icon, I would say within the last five years, maybe 10.
2: Yeah, definitely. Maybe no more than 10. Seven.
1: No more 10. No more than yeah. 10. You know, a lot of people, the things that she did, I think we take for granted. Yes. The, the glass ceilings that she broke, the... The things that she she stood for, I think we all take for granted because we 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 take it as well. Of course, a woman can get a bank account on her own. Of course, right. a woman, you know, can be a lawyer. Of course, like like duh, that was not always the case. And you know what? I'm, what I'm also very happy about, um,
2: a lot of the coverage that she's getting is because a lot of people that are like ultra conservative, um. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, she, you know, she was for abortion. Um, yeah, she was for a woman's right to choose, as I always which say, which is very different. It's, it's not about abortion. Nobody likes abortion. Nobody right. wants an abortion. Nobody thinks abortion is great. <laughs> right. Nobody
1: wakes so up with like a, a to do list. It's
2: about a woman's right to choose. But aside from that, right. aside from that, not tackling that topic, <laughs> she was a mammoth when it came to to women's uh, rights. Yeah, and she gave majority opinions on many cases that had to do with just like um, clubs and um, uh, facilities that did not allow women and schools and and that just did not allow women and she was you know i think a lot of people maybe not don't realize that she was put in the court by the Clinton administration in the 90s yeah so I it's not like had, these were these these were um decisions from 50 60 years ago right I yeah
1: i i i didn't i didn't realize that like i thought she'd been there yeah much longer yeah. than she had i the first female justice was Sandra Day O'Connor right
2: yes okay. she was appointed by by Reagan Reagan right yeah um, and then her, and then now Kagan and Sotomayor. Um,
1: Trump has said that he's going to appoint a woman. A woman, which, kudos. Um, well, listen. Whether
2: he's doing it politically or not, um, I mean, I, I think... Better
1: a woman than a
2: man. I think that, uh, th- yeah, there should be... Representation. Th- there's nine justices. There should be at least four women. Right. That's the way I see it. Right. And um, at least... Minimum four. Yeah. And... um. You know, I I always tell people, and a lot of times they don't listen to me. They just think it's me being, you know, um, not dramatic, but just uh, thinking, overthinking things. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, administrations come and go, presidents come and go. You know what you think today right. is policy changes a, a big deal. You know, five years from now, you'll look back and be like, well, you know, life went on. But that's not the case with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decisions shape this country and they shape the country and our society in terms of your daily life. You know, what you wake up in the morning and do and what you right, can or right. can't do. The Supreme Court of the United States it shapes that. So people need to understand very carefully what it means you know, when the Supreme Court does these decisions, mm-hmm. this is just not for somebody somewhere, you know, because I, as I always say, you know, a big battle in the Supreme Court, and it doesn't matter which side you're on, is Roe versus Wade, you know, with a woman's right to choose. Right. You know, you start stripping things like that away, and what's next? Birth control? Right. We've already had Supreme Court cases where, you know, women have not had access to birth control. Right. So th- where does it stop?
1: It's a slipper soap. It's
2: Where does it stop? You know, absent whatever your opinion is. Mm-hmm. Because now you're talking about people's rights and, and how people's decisions, like decisions that they make, mm-hmm. that are based on Supreme Court precedent. Right. So that's why, you know, it's something that I, I just think it's. It's fascinating and I invite people, I, I know nobody's going to, you but I know that. I invite people to read Supreme Court cases and if you want to read the best of, our, of um, RBG, read her dissents. She is actually just as famous for her dissents than really? her majority opinions. Yeah, yeah, because her dissents, she was savage AF. Yeah. Um, I I think I've said it here before. When I read Supreme Court cases, I actually read the dissent first. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, justices on the Supreme Court, I know it's become a completely politicized um, process because what hasn't become politicized now? But justices in the Supreme Court have reached the height of jurisprudence. Mm -hmm. And when you reach, it's kind of like an enlightened stage, if you will. They're
1: like the Dalai Lamas of law.
2: Sort of. Yes. That when you reach that sort of enlightened kind of stage, it's really not about politics. That's why, for example, this same year, Mm -hmm. you've seen many times justices that you thought were conservative actually, you know, leaning, leaning, leading, or in terms of casting their judge, their judgment, their decision, going towards a liberal more liberal side because these people, they don't see it. They're looking at the letter of the law, you know, exactly. The letter of the law, you know, somebody that, for example, I, I, I didn't always agree with him because I'm a liberal, but Anton Scalia, who was well known for being a conservative judge, that man wrote beautifully, whether you agreed with him or not. And Mm -hmm. reading his decisions on the Supreme court, You know, again, whether you agreed with him or not, it was just so beautifully the way that he interpreted the Constitution Mm -hmm. that a lot of times, even though I wouldn't agree with it, Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad at him because I read his process and I read how he got from point A to point B. Okay. I would have taken a different route and I would have had a different ending, but I understand how he did it from the letter of the law. And, you know, now I sound like a. commercial for uh civil procedure and civil
1: jurisprudence. So, you know, this, our... this section brought to you by Legal Zoom. Yes. So, um, <laughs>
2: Legal Corner with Darian. Huge huge loss um, f- yeah. for our country and,
1: you know, just for women and, it's and... It's... You know what? The minute that she had pancreatic cancer, though, I was like it's sadly it's just a matter but of that, but you know what? Well done. Well, no, I mean, because, like, I mean, it sucks. Like, you know, yeah, like, no, no, pan- no what like, I'm like, to, is- like, pancreatic cancer is what the ca- like, I mean, when you have pancreatic cancer, like, that's it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like, but, well, no, she had breast cancer and, you know, remission and whatever. But, like, you know
2: what? Well done. Like, she lived, well lived a very full life. She lived a very full life. Absolutely. A very full life. So, So, something I wanted to also discuss. Oh, so something I wanted to touch base on this week, because when I saw it, I, you know, I thought about, to emphasize on something else that we had talked about before, we've mentioned. So, uh, a show that premiered, I don't know if it premiered this week or premiered last week, is uh, Ratchet. which oh, is a I the first three episodes. Of Nurse Ratchet. Okay. I have not seen it, but I've seen the previews. Now, I, like many people, I loved Louise Fletcher as Nurse Ratchet in One Once Fle- Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Love her. I mean, to me, the movie is about it's her. her. It's her. Right? right and like many people I she was definitely a character that I was like I wonder what her backstory she is a backstory that I always wondered upon right okay so my question and kind of like the topic of conversation is I am totally on board for them doing like a movie of her but a series well like I- how much can we dive into this character that we're gonna have you know 10 or 12 episodes per per season,
1: or whatever, of this character. Yeah, if it had been like a mini-series, at least. right? Or a mini-series, or a movie. But it actually turned me off a little bit. Really? Well, so far, okay, so here's the thing. I actually have never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. What? Wait, what? I have never seen Okay, Okay,
2: wait, 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 wait. How do we have a podcast? How are you, Mr. Pop Culture, and you have never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's
1: Nest? But how? I don't know, I just haven't. But I know, I I know, you know, I know it. I I know of it. I know she's from it. No, but
2: if you haven't watched it and you haven't seen the cruelty yet adoration of Nurse Ratchet.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say this. I I have said on this podcast before, I am not a fan of the whole, like, what was so-and-so like before we met them in this other property? Like I said, like, I really don't care about how Han Solo got to yeah. where we meet him. You know, I'm not a fan of this uh prequelitis. Yeah. You know. I will say I again having never seen the movie, the way that I am viewing this show is as like one flew over the American horror story. <sighs> because it's Ryan Murphy. It's Ryan Murphy and it is visually American horror story. Like, every one of the tricks is there. Every one it's of Sarah the Paulson, styles.
2: Sarah Paulson is amazing. Tremendatita.
1: But. but, so, I guess to your point, as I'm watching it, I'm just kind of like, all right, this is a good story. But you could have changed all of the names. You know right. what I mean? And called it, you know, Nurse Josefina. And what I right, mean? because, like... I-
2: I agree. I agree with you in terms of the pro prequel thing. Like, mm-hmm. right? I didn't feel we needed a Han Solo prequel. Um, I didn't feel we needed a Maleficent. Prequel. Right. 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 But Nurse Ratchet, like, you do watch it, and her her character is intriguing, mm-hmm. and she's not the main character of the show by right. of the movie by far. But she's somebody that when you finish watching the movie, you're like, you do ask, why is she the way she is? There's a reason she's part of the pop culture lexicon, right? Yeah. yeah. So I yeah as I said I could accept and even want to see something about like the evolution or right. the creation What made her that way? What made her nurse ratchet? But again a mini series it's like I don't okay I wanted to know what her story was I just don't want to
1: know for like 4 years. Yeah
2: and I don't need to know about <laughs> other characters and other characters and other subplots right. and other stuff. Right. Like I just want to know why she was the way she was. Right. And the story. That's like, it. That's it. Just, just give me give like it two hours. Give it to me two hours or I'm going to into <laughs> a mini series. Give it, it to me like three, four episodes. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, but this is like season one. So like, if this is a show, then this is gonna have other characters and subplots and right, which right. is not really. I'm not that interested in it either. Right. So yeah, it has to do with what what we always say, like that over saturation of just content. Oh yeah, Sarah Paulson has become. Come pretty far. You know it's the first place I saw her at, right? right. Studio 60 at the Sunset Strip.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. She was playing the character that was based on Kristen Chenoweth. That show was really good. That was a good show.
2: I don't know why that show... Well, that show got... That show got canceled because it's funny. When you go to Wikipedia... Mm-hmm. You can look at the ratings okay. of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. So, for those of you who don't remember, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip was a show, it was in 2006, and it starred Matthew <laughs> Perry, Excuse
1: me. Sarah Paulson, and. Yeah, it, was, it was Matthew Perry's first big thing after Friends. Right,
2: it, right. So, it was very much anticipated. Right. Because it was just. He, he was like the main character, like him and this other guy. And oh my God. I, in... a...
1: I want to say Don Cheadle, but I know it's not Don Cheadle.
2: Uh, On the show And the premise of the show It was one of those shows Within a show It was kind of like They
1: were running Saturday Night Live It was actually It launched I think The same year that 30 Rock launched And so it was interesting Because they were both on NBC And whereas 30 Rock Was that same format Of like the show Behind the show Or the The comedy version, the sitcom version, this was the
2: drama version. Right. But the problem with that show, and I remember watching that show and thinking that, is that that show's production must have been in the millions. It was expensive. It was because, first of all, they had celebrities in every episode. Yeah. They had musical numbers. And there was like a. Ton of people in each episode because again it, it was, was an like, ensemble of like ten people to yes, begin with. And it was like a show within a show, like they were producing a show that would be similar to Saturday Night Live. Right, right yeah. So just I mean I would I remember I would think I'm like in order for them to renew this, this has to be like a super like block. All the ratings hit. of yeah. ever, yeah. yeah. You know it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. When that show came out, like in between 2006 and 2008, that's when I started becoming like really disillusioned with television and know that I cannot watch network television. That's true. I Me mean, you know, I remember that show. Every so, what happened, to listeners, was that I, <laughs> I still believe in network television, right? And there were all these shows that came out that actually were really good and. I would invest my time in these shows and they would all get canceled. Would me. go that. the way of the dodo. Uh, the <laughs> Studio 60 on the Sunset so Strip, true? Dirty Sexy Money, hmm. That lasted for two years, right? That lasted for three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it still got canceled.
1: Well, no, but no. okay. But
2: three years is, is Pushing Daisies.
1: Oh, I love Pushing Daisies. I'm rewatching Do you remember
2: Eli, Cole, Eli... Eli Stone. Eli Stone, which every with episode Johnny Lee Lee Miller. was... No, every episode was a George Michael song. <laughs> no, no, I know, but it was Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With the... Victor Garber was on that show. I'm... I will say yes. Yeah, he was a partner in the law firm. Then, a couple of years later... um, Oh, the one that... That was like, that's it. You're done. Cruel punishment is the one... Resurrection. Resurrection Uh, was a show... recent, like a year or two ago. A year? No, that was like 10 years ago. Really? Yes. So, Resurrection was a show on MTV. I'm on MTV, I could tell you. (laughs) On ABC, that they did this huge campaign that... Th- th- there were these two people this 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 man and this woman who were probably middle-aged and they would open the fr- you know they would hear the door knock a uh, ring and they would open the door and it was like mom and dad uh, it's johnny and it was their son as who had drowned like 25 years earlier as a child so the whole show was about resurrection and how some people were being resurrected that show lasted for three seasons and it was the time slots were everywhere. Like, they would it, was change one of those. it everywhere. They canceled it and they canceled it on a cliffhanger. Then I started watching State of Affairs with Katherine, he- Katherine Heigl. Oh, but that was one season. That was one season. That was on NBC. That show ended with the Taliban coming to, you know, like kill on. And she was calling the president. It's like, you know what? That, that that's why now, like, I don't watch a show until like it's already been going on. I feel that if a show reaches four seasons, we're good.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But the but it's a it's a double edged sword because if you don't watch it, I then know. there's no four seasons. I know,
2: but then you get invested in it and then it's like dog gone.
1: All right. Well, I will say I'm watching now um it just started. Only one episode has aired as of this uh as of this recording, but there are 3 episodes of it on Hulu, uh Filthy Rich with Kim Cattrall. Oh yes, I want to watch that. It's so campy. It's so soapy, it's so campy. Like I I saw all three episodes back to back and I was like, "You know what? I love it and you know, I love her." You know what?
2: This may be very controversial with what I'm about to say. Hmm. So, pero to- say... Oh lord. I think she was the best thing about Sex and the City. She was. I really think she was. I think that Sex in the she City... She was, absolutely. And, and I know you, we're men, so we don't have the same opinion on Sex in the City than women Whatever, do. Whatever, but Kim Cushel but,
1: has replied to like a couple of my tweets. We're BFFs. But
2: I think that that franchise without Samantha Jones... Doesn't is, work. Doesn't, no. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Samantha stole each every scene. No wonder Sarah Jessica Parker hates her. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I know this is very controversial, but that show, I mean, I had read something that they, just things that they toss out right, out right, there right, right. that they were considering retooling it and bringing, I don't know if it would be. <laughs> oh, for like a new
1: movie, but getting rid of Samantha, because she's right, done with that yeah, with that role. Right. She but, has
2: said, but the Samantha Samantha's character would not be recasted, just bring in another character. To fill that. Right, and it would yeah. be
1: uh, t- um, Sharon Stone. Mm, it's not the same it's not the same because sharon stone arrives being sharon stone whereas kim cattrall was not kim cattrall when she originated the role
2: but even if she's not sharon stone even if you're able to see beyond past sharon stone what is that character going to be like compared
1: to the other three she's gonna have to be a samantha
2: Uh, by by default Samantha-esque even if it's not Samantha crazy you know whatever right 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 so it's like okay so then what's the point what's the point yeah yeah. so that show without her sorry no sorry and it's funny because I loved Samantha and I know this is gonna sound weird if you made me pick a favorite character I would pick it um, Charlotte no uh, Cynthia Nixon Um,
1: Um, oh my god um how can we not Miranda.
2: Miranda. Because I love the evolution of Miranda. That Miranda was like this insipid, you know, dry
1: up. True. Very negative. Very... And she ended up with Steve. Right. She ended up having a family.
2: Uh, with Steve in Brooklyn. Right, right. You know? And like... That was a character arc. Yeah. 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 Like, I loved the evolution of her. I loved... That's why, like... I didn't... You know... I, I, You know how that show, I love it and hate it? As everyone does. Um, Like, I love, love, love the scene in the first movie where they like decide you know that if they're gonna stay together they're gonna meet at the Brooklyn Bridge like I loved that um but still like Samantha without Samantha no doesn't work doesn't work and then you know how we feel about Carrie
1: (sighs) (laughs) I can just
2: hear I can just hear Stephanie screaming in the car (laughs) I can hear her don't you hear that that what that noise is?
1: That is? What that stuff was? That's what that is. <laughs> That's what that noise is. Uh, anyway, we well are not know enough about that. Oh, God. But you know what we can all agree on? The Cuban bread smells damn good. Damn right. And you know what smells just as good as Cuban bread? What? Dime. A Cuban bread candle. Uh huh. And so we have the creator of the notorious, infamous, at this point we can't live without it, Cuban Bread Candle uh, from Albisa Candles, um, Isabel Alvarez. And honestly, we could not have had a better conversation with a more Miami girl
2: who's not from Miami. Who's
1: if if she had actually been from Miami. Homegirls from Los Angeles, born and raised. And yeah, we already told her that when she comes to Miami, we're hosting her we're giving her
2: the, the Martha, Martha Darby, Darby Tour. experience.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, which actually that's a thing now, the MDE. The Martha Darby. Yes, experience. the MDE, the Martha Darby experience. Um, so without further ado, everybody, here's our interview with Isa. Hey everyone, Ish here. You want to know what I hate con una tremenda pasión spending all day in my car creating pollution, all because I'm just one person in one vehicle. Well, a new app not only wants to change how you get around Miami, but reward you for it. Say hello to Velocia, available for download free on iOS and Android. Use Velocia, that's V-E-L-O-C-I-A, every time you ride Metrobus in Miami-Dade during off-peak hours and receive Velos reward points. Redeem the Velos for perks like credits with Lyft and Uber. You can also earn points by answering surveys, bike sharing, even inviting your friends to join. Así que, what are you waiting for? Download Velocia Today and start getting rewarded for safely getting around while doing your part for a greener tomorrow. Hi! Hi! Welcome back, listeners. Now, our guest today, we fell in love with her before we even knew her just by virtue of her product. And you know that the one thing we love is a Latina who can hustle. But on top of that, we love a Latina who can hustle and somehow incorporate Cuban bread into what she's hustling, okay? <laughs> so in the in the footsteps of a fellow Cuban bread hustler, uh, Martha of Miami, we have with us Isabel Alvarez. <laughs> Y'all know her better from Albisa Candles, home of the Cuban Bread Candle. Thank you so much for joining us, Isa. Thank Thank you for having me. Okay. This is awesome. I have to tell you, when we first heard about your candle, you know, oh, it's Cuban Bread. We were kind of like, sure. Yeah, okay, fine. It's a gimmick. "Uh gimmick. Like, how can it possibly smell like Cuban Bread? Girl, (laughs) you are clearly a (laughs) wizard because Mm -hmm. um, you have made a candle that literally smells like Cuban Bread. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just think you're a witch because there's no other way to explain how you did it.
2: Like, okay. No, 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 no. Let me add something there. It, t- it smells like fresh baked yes. Cuban bread. Yes.
3: Right. Right. It's called brujería. I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> clearly, clearly. But let's, yeah. let's take a little step back. Like, you know, where did the idea, I guess, first for Albisa Candles you know, come from because I know Cuban bread and correct me if I'm wrong, was not part of the initial offering, right? It was. was
3: (laughs) No. Well, you know, actually what's funny is yes and no. Okay. So, um, I've been making candles for 175 years.
1: You look fantastic. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Like I said, clearly a witch. Right.
3: Okay. right that's right. that's what it's exactly that's exactly it um, but when I met my husband I mean he saw my passion for it he saw that I you know he's like oh my god you really have to do something with this and I was like I've never been able to think of a name for my company I you know I've, I've made I'd made them for a long time before I met him sell to like friends and family but uh, I don't know I couldn't think of a name and then I just literally sat there and I'm like Albert and ISA Alba <laughs> that's it. And he's like, that's it, that's it, let's go, we're gonna get a DBA and we're gonna do this and I was like, <gasps> wow
1: that that went quick.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. he was like, no, no no, let's do this you know and he's Cuban too so he's like got that hustle you know in him too. His parent you know both of our parents entrepreneurs and like we have to do something we're gonna we're gonna do something with this And I was like, oh okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um but i didn't know i didn't know where to start how to mm-hmm. it, who to market to to be honest with you what were your and first,
1: uh, what were the first sense that you had
3: so okay so funnily enough even though that's not a, funnily is not a word um <laughs> cuban, cuban bread was part of what i started with i i Brought it out, but I was in the wrong market. So we had like regular scents, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your vanillas and your fruity ones and and things like that. But um, I knew from the beginning that I wanted to do something with Cuban in it.
1: Like, you know, respect to your roots, kind of.
3: Yes, we're both Cuban. Both, okay, so my husband, both of his parents were born in Cuba. Mm -hmm. He's first generation here. Both of my parents were born in Cuba. I'm first-generation here. So we were both like, okay, yes, we have to do something with it. I just had no idea how. Um, And when we first started, we were in the wrong market. We were, I don't know how familiar you are with California, Southern California, but we were in Orange County.
1: Okay yeah with with a no doubt and Gwen Stefani right uh-huh
3: exactly okay. exactly and we were marketing to them and so in the beginning we, i i created it cuz that's my favorite scent of all time is you know Cuban bread and um, we, my husband would draw people in to our booth and be like would you like to smell some fresh Cuban bread and people would be like what's that and they would smell it and they were like oh would bring them in to smell other things and then they would eventually buy something else okay. so that one it didn't click with them so it, had no it just to it. no connection to it so eventually it just i had it and then it just kind of faded away listen and and so we just you have to cater to what people want so they would go to the just the, the typical you know the either fruity or fresh type of sense and so that's what i was making until my sister was gonna get married and she's like i'm doing a vintage cuba theme and of course i had to create everything actually i (laughs) i called it she was getting married but um and she made the hashtag and it's supposed to be a play on it's a cuba wedding cuban wedding but it was Issa, Issa Cuban Wedding. And I said, You just, it's in the title, Issa's Cuban Wedding, right there. <laughs> I may not be getting married, but it's my wedding. <laughs> so I did everything. And that's when I started creating Havana Nights okay. for her wedding. And to be honest with you, I thought Havana Nights was gonna be like the breakout star of you know the Cuban collection, because that's where it started. Um, everybody loved it, and everybody was like, "Oh of, my gosh!" Havana
1: Nights. For those who don't know,
3: Havana Nights is gonna. It has. It smells. What I say is, it smells like a sexy Cuban man. Okay. So it's it's like a cologne type.
1: So you could have named it like Armando Jose. Right,
3: <laughs> like you know, um, and I I did Havana Nights because my dad is from Havana, and my husband's both of his parents are from Havana. And so, you know, it's Havana Nights, her wedding, and so we did that, and it kind of just lingered there. It stayed there. I needed something else to add to the collection, and we continued with our regular sense. It just, we never broke out. It just, we weren't hitting my people because I don't think, I mean, I had my heart in it, but just not the way I really wanted it. Mm -hmm. We were invited to do a and all—it's called Latina Fest. It was—it's a Hispanic—it's for all Hispanic makers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I am okay. making my collection here. If this is—if this is gonna work, is gonna work here." Right. And so I had, you know, I Cavena Nights, and then I—I um, I was like, "Well, if I don't do something for my mom, me mata." <laughs> so I created Tinguado, for her, which I'm gonna—I'll tell you. A little secret on that one.
1: Okay, we love. Which
3: is funny. So, DJ will appreciate this. It was originally going to be called Matanzas. Oh. Because yeah. So that just goes to show I do listen. I do do listen listen listen. to the show. Do listen? Oh my god. Wow. So, but I didn't think, I was like, okay, Matanzas growing up. Tinguaro is a small town in Matanzas. Mm -hmm. Probably not as small as where your parents are from, but it's a small. I am sure you
2: it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure.
3: I'm sure. I hadn't heard of it, to be honest with you. I hadn't heard of it. Um, But I was like, oh, it's in Matanzas. Okay. So I was all set to call it Matanzas until a Mexican friend of mine asked me, why are you calling it matanzas and i'm like oh well that's you know it's the province where my mom's from and she's like but that's you know it's such a word and i'm like what do you mean she's like well you know what it means and i'm like it's the city (laughs) oh
2: you're right and do you know that that's why matanzas was called matanzas
3: I didn't until I looked it up. Yeah. I was like, let me look. I need to google this. Okay, and you, I you were, looked it up.
2: You were thinking I was a Cuban.
3: <laughs> I was. It never connected the two. I didn't massacre what? I No, and I was like, <gasps> stop. We can't no. call it that.
2: It's, a, it's
3: like naming a candle Auschwitz. Like- <laughs> I mean, seriously! Like, what? Oh, no! No, 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 no. And so then I was like, no, 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 it has to be Tinguado. I mean, that's even smaller, because I wanted it to be, a, you know, representing my mom, but to connect a little bit more people, but I'm like, okay, well, it has to be Tinguado. It cannot, I cannot put Massacre out into
1: no, my candle. no. Candles. nobody no. wants to smell a Massacre. As no. a rule, as a rule, nobody and wants to smell exactly. a Massacre. Exactly. Exactly. So at that point, you're you know you're at the Latina the the Latina Latina Fest. I believe is what you said it was called. Mm -hmm. And so you've got Tinguaro, Havana Nights, and has Cuban and Cuban bread was gonna was gonna come back as part of this collection, or Cuban bread is still like not even making the rounds in your head as far as. Well, I had.
3: Yeah, I had the two, Dinguaro and Havana Nights, and I was like, I need a third one. I need a third one. And to be honest, I had forgotten about Cuban bread. What? Um, and wow. I was, yes, I don't know. My brain was somewhere else. And then I started thinking, and, I, and and my husband and I were like talking about how, you know, what what are our traditions? What do we do? And he's like, well, you know. We eat the, you know, a bang with the baby and a baby who's now eight years old. My two. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the baby. Of and I was like, Cuban bread. I'm like, it's Cuban bread. It has to be. That's That's what it is. It's Cuban bread. And he's like, you're right. And we brought it in and pfft, <laughs> that just literally went through the roof.
1: And I mean, okay, so you guys. Arc, you know like you said you're a first generation Cuban like like myself, mm-hmm. but you're West Coast Cuban, mm. right? Born and mm-hmm. raised, both of you out in in the L.A. area, shall we say? For those yes. who don't know, it's so interesting because as you know, because you, you've heard the show and we've talked about it ad nauseum. You know, last yes. year we went out to <laughs> L.A. and yes. you know we we love L.A. L.A. has a, uh, its own vibe, but it's always interesting for us to see the Cuban experience. You know or the Latino experience, if we want to even broaden the scope a little bit, in L.A. compared to, you know, Miami, right? But yet here you are, you're making this candle with something that it doesn't matter if you are in L.A., in Miami, in Houston, in New York, in Chicago. It's going to connect everybody. Right. Did did you find that by releasing the Cuban bread, you know, uh, candle, that all the Cubans sort of started to come out even more out of the woodwork in L.A.? like you know cuz there's a lot of us out there we we forget
3: that but there are a lot you know what to be honest they started this year when it first happened i have to say that the first person who well my sister so i we sold out at Latina Fest there it was amazing i thought i was going to sell one or two and then i would put it online we sold out i was like okay <laughs> so my sister was dying to post about it and she posted about it and tagged like Every Cuban influencer she could think of. The one of the ones who picked it up without even thinking about it was who I dubbed now, and she will confirm it. My Cuban fairy godmother, Martha Darby? Which I think you, Martha you Martha Darby, Darby.
1: of course. <laughs> who else would it be? We love us so Martha.
3: Oh my God, I love her so much. And I told her, I said, you know, I, there's no way around it. I'm calling you my
2: (laughs) Cuban very godmother. Have you met her personally?
3: No. (sighs) We oh have
2: not. So we met her personally when we last year when we went to California. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We met her at Portos, of course.
3: Of course. Um,
2: and then when she came down here in December, we hosted her. And I we, know. We took her all around town. She went to dinner at my parents' house. We took her to a bunch of restaurants. She is an angel. She's amazing. Yeah. We love her. And yes, she is a Cuban godmother.
3: Yes. Yeah, she. That's. That's who she is. And,
2: on, and then right
3: there. Is right her. there. <laughs> right there. I agree 1000%, especially for us on the West Coast. Yes. For sure. And to bring it full circle on how, you know, how small our community here is. Um, I actually worked with her daughter, Amy, her oldest daughter. Oh, yeah. And okay. I I met her in two thousand nine i want to say and well, we're not in, we're in orange county and of course she was like do, 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 came and she came to me she's like i heard you're cuban <laughs> 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 and i'm like yes and so blah, 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 right there we were like instantly you know friends bond. right there it's a bond you know somebody's cuban and that's it you're like become family instantly it's for us here on the west coast mm-hmm. probably more so i don't know over there but for us even to this day my sister has um like the cuban flag in in her car and they'll honk at her and <laughs> someone actually left a note saying hi from a fellow cuban i mean it's it's yeah so
2: i want to ask you because i i love um I love candles. I've I've had I've been collecting scented candles for a while, and I've mm-hmm. actually made some myself. Oh, okay. Um, I have. I have. Um, how do you even begin to? And I mean, you don't have obviously. I'm not asking you for your secrets, but how right. do you even begin to compose the the, the the you know again the notes even the bread candle and the notes and the layers? How do you even begin with that? And most important. Certainly, get it spot on.
3: I mean, it takes a long time, and there are um, different oils. It's the chemist, and I'm not a chemist, and 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 I hate math, which is funny. <laughs> Because I surround myself, I have to constantly be doing math. It's like a gram of this and, you know, an eighth of that. And and yes, but you, you have to just continue to mix and mix and, you know, a little bit of this, it's a recipe. Mm -hmm. It's, it's literally a recipe and you take this oil and that oil. And when you combine oils, it's amazing what two different oils, they smell completely different and you combine them and then you get a completely different scent to get um, the butter and the yeast in there, it's its a trip, the different oils that it actually takes to make that. You would never think, which, again, I'm not going to tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> it does. And, and you mix them together and you're like, oh, this, this smells like bread. And then you have to get it closer and, you know, have it be Cuban bread because it can't just smell like French baguette or
1: wonder bread. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you
3: know, it has to smell specifically for it to take you back, because that's what it does. It 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 takes you back to your childhood, and that's what I get from people. Like, oh my God, it's taking me back to the bakeries when I used to go with my parents. Yeah. You know, you, you know, my dad in the mornings or my mom, and and that's where it takes you back instantly. So for it to, and that's what scent does, right? Yeah. Scent and music, they they take yeah. you back in time. Yes. So it, it, it does, t- it takes a long time. You know that
2: I have not been time. able to smell your candle like lit.
1: Well, you know what? That's going to change because I just yes. got a care package from Isa okay. for us.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: She sent us, so she sent us a Cuban bread candle, which you will get. <laughs> And she yes. also sent us a café con leche candle, which is her newest yes. scent, which I'm going to keep the café con leche. You can have the humor. You don't like right. coffee. <laughs> you don't like coffee. No, I, I don't leche. like
2: coffee, but I like how it smells. We'll, we'll talk right. about that later. No, you know why? Because i had yeah, at uh, Martha of Miami at her shop. Right. I, I remember the one time I smelled it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. I didn't get it that day. And then when I went back to the store that I was going to get it, she had sold out. Yeah. I yeah. got
1: one for my grandmother for last Christmas. And I remember right. giving it to her. I mean, my grandmother's almost, she's like a year away from 90. What do I get her? You know? Yeah. A candle.
3: Right.
1: And I remember giving it to her and being like, Abuela, mira, esta vela, you know, huele a pan cubano. ¿Cómo que pan cubano? ¿Cómo va a pan cubano? They passed yeah. that candle around On Christmas morning Like I think if the neighbors had come by They would have just been like Mira, mira Pero es que cuela pan cubano And (laughs) the other day I was at her house for her birthday And I'm like Abuela ya Tu usaste la la vela She's like Ay niño hace rato me tienes que comprar otro Because she's (laughs) She loved it Loved it
2: Isabel Isabel No No let me uh, me ask you this Because I'm sure you have there and Concocting other stuff Will
1: there ever be a lechon candle? Okay (laughs) She's already doing a pumpkin swung one she has
3: a I did. I handle. made pumpkin flan. Yes. I made pumpkin flan. So you guys laugh. Okay. I get asked that all the time. It's either croqueta or lechon. Croqueta or lechon. That's what I get asked constantly. And so I swear to Buddha, I'm going to try to figure it out. But I don't want to get hate mail <laughs> because that's not going to smell like. Yeah. You know, Cuban bread is still a, 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 it's a comforting scent. Right. You know, because if you smell onion and garlic when it's cooking, <laughs> yes, it smells. But if you really. Okay,
2: yeah. but Isabel, whoever buys <laughs> the lechon candle knows what they're getting.
3: You would think. You would think, right. but my sister's like, you need to put a disclaimer on here. This is a novelty candle. So yeah, I, well, I, 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 yeah, I can't not, confirm or deny that not, I'm working on something. You're not going right. to light up
1: a lechon candle on a lazy Sunday morning. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. That's <laughs> not like, get in a hammock and light up a lechon. But I will say, if you do make one, we can probably work together to do a little combo t-shirt candle thing. Just saying. Right?
3: Just I'm saying. saying, yes, the lechon life. Yes, the, I get
1: it. The possibilities are endless. Yes. Just-
2: I know. (laughs)
3: I know I get asked a lot either lechon or croquetas or both and it's like really you really want to smell
1: that in a candle would be more more, like welcoming croqueta or lechon
3: croqueta maybe has a little bit because I mean I would assume I would put a little bit of Cuban bread in there because it has the breading I don't so know. She gets a
1: little bit of the candle and she throws yeah. it in. The box. Right? <laughs> All I will say is that if you do want that croqueta, please do not make, you know, una de, uh, croqueta de, de bacalao. The Just bacalao. Don't, don't oh my god, bacalao, please. No, no codfish. If you,
3: <laughs> if you hate someone, buy this candle. De <laughs> bacalao. No, 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 no.
2: I'll be like, oh my god, they came out with a croqueta
3: candle. yay. hate de bacalao. Oh. Yeah, oh no. No, but I get asked that so much, I just might do it. You, you, I, know, like, you know?
2: You have a lechon, um, a lechon uh, candle. You know, people will buy for Noche Buena. Hold on oh. a chicharron
1: candle. Well, that I could sign up for.
3: Yes, actually. Yes, I can. I, listen, you're taking my secrets. You can't, you know.
2: <laughs> if, if white people can have their sugar cookie, we can have a <laughs> chicharron cookie.
1: That's true. that's true that is true <laughs> that is a yeah. hell of a comparison you just made by the way <laughs> right <laughs> Right? And
2: okay and growing up what did your house smell like sugar cookie no <laughs> it smelled like chicharron and,
3: ranc- no. and, and rancid Frijole. oil
2: and rancid oil on the cabinets <laughs> that's it that's
3: exactly oh, I, have to, I have to have rancid oil and chicharron that's it right there you know, at this rate,
1: she's just going to make one that's sofrito.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love the smell of sofrito. It's my favorite smell. The, when the garlic and the oil and the, everything come together, I really love that smell. I just...
2: I'm telling nah, you, that,
1: that will sell. That will sell. Mira,
3: yeah. and if
2: you
1: need a name for that collection, you know how they have White Barn Candle? You can just call it yeah. Efficiency Velas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Which I'm still not a hundred percent sure what I hear it all the time, but I'm not sure what an efficiency is. Because oh do we don't have goodness. that here.
2: That's because you're West Coast. So yes. an efficiency basically here in Miami. So you get like a closet in your house. Okay. You, make, you you open a door so it could a door outside. Yeah. A door outside. You put a toilet, you put a toilet, you put it on no, y una ducha. Y una ducha. And that's it. you rent There you go. A
3: month. Oh, my
2: God. Okay. Y alguien en el Efficiency meten como cuatro gente.
3: Oh, my God. Because I'm always hearing it. I don't know what that is. All of, all, of
2: this, all of this is done illegally without any permit. <laughs> <Of> cu- <laughs> no. Of course. I think you're in the West Coast legal. por los
1: terremotos. You know, I don't think Efficiency Remember, stand probably. up to earthquakes. <laughs> Yeah. That's true.
3: That's true. Yeah.
2: No, actually, I think I'm not sure if it was in this last episode of ours or an episode before. We were saying how um, in the rest of the country, deficiencies are in our uh, in law quarters. You're yeah, yeah, your,
3: your mother in law. A mother in law. Yeah yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Your in law
3: quarters. That's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: Yes. It's a decente de decirlo. De decirlo, yes. no, no, no. only fishing.
3: Yeah because we all live together
1: my biggest question for you right now though isa is Mm -hmm. once all this covid stuff is over Mm -hmm. when will you be coming to miami so we can see you so we can meet you because last time you were here it's funny because last year we went to la you were in miami we were like two ships in the air because they're airplanes and yes I, i mean like when are you gonna come back down here which by the way i love the fact that last time you were here you did a little scavenger hunt
3: Oh, my candles. gosh. Yes. That was amazing. That, all my sister and I were only that, there for a day and a half.
1: How did that idea huh? even pop up? Like, how did you think, like, let's do a scavenger hunt? <sighs> and how did you find the places to do the scavenger hunt? Because you're, I oh, mean, my you, gosh, you, you grew up in the West Coast. It's not even like, well, yeah. you grew up in Miami, then you moved to L.A. No, you and you're hitting some like landmarks down here.
3: Right? Um, Well, we had no idea what we were going to do. To be honest with you, I thought October, um, it'll be cool enough to leave a candle outside. We'll just tell people we're on this corner and this corner. Come and find it. And then we got there, and I was like, I'm melting? (laughs) It can't happen. Forget it. We have to find a place inside that I can keep it in air conditioning, because they're going to get a puddle, and they're going to be like, (laughs) What? So we actually went, we made specifically the trip to Miami mm-hmm. to see Martha of Miami. Like I zoned in on her with when I launched the, I was thinking about the Cuban collection and she opened La Tienda Cita a week before I launched the Cuban collection. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm going to be in her store. She has no idea who I am, but I am going to be in that store. <laughs>
2: But, and, you, but you and Martha hadn't connected before.
3: No, oh, I okay. mean before October, yes. But when, when she opened, no, I no, I followed her for a long time, but she didn't know who I was. Yeah. Um, I reached out to her and uh, sent her a, a message saying, "Look, I created this line. I think it would be good. You know, let me send you a sample." She's like, "Okay, send me a sample." And so I sent her the three candles mm-hmm. uh, for her to smell. And I was like, okay, that's not enough. I need to see her in person. I need to convince her. <laughs> 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 she needs these in her. I mean, Cuban, yeah, Cuban bread, bred with my Cuban bread candle. I mean, yeah. hello,
2: no Martha, you know, Mar- that, the other Martha, the Miami Martha. Yes, and Martha Miami's awesome. She's a, yeah. she's a hustler. That girl is the definition of
1: hustle. Yeah,
2: she's awesome. She
3: is fantastic. She I is. admire her so much. I think she's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and and not so not else, we. Oh, she
1: really is. Like on top of everything else, beer. she's one of the most down-to-earth people you will ever meet in your life. Like, yeah, she
3: really, really, really is because we met. We flew in to Miami and we went to a brewery. Um, they had made iron beer into a beer, and it's my sister's uh, Elaine's favorite drink. And we're like, we're getting that beer. Like we have to get that beer. We. My dad lives in. Um, where does he live? In. In Hollywood, in Hollywood, Florida. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yes. Okay, so we we really, flew the one, in the one
1: city that you also have in Los Angeles, and in Los Angeles, of course, <laughs> he had to
3: go. Yes, right. I'm like, wait, because I was thinking Hollandale for some reason. I'm like, no, that's not it. It's Hollywood. Because it's here. I'm like, it can't be Hollywood. Hollywood's here, but then it's there, so it messes with my brain. Um, And we forced him. It was, like, 10 o'clock at night. We forced him to to drive to, like, an hour. Um, And so we went to go get the beer, and she was there. And I'm like, I'm like, she's right there. She's right there. Look, she's right there. She's right there. And she's like, well, go talk to her. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to her. And she's like, go talk to her. I'm like, "Mm, okay, okay. I'm like, so... She. Went, we went to go get the beer first because priorities. Of we course, had to get the to beer. And, yes. And so, and then I came out and I was like, "Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay." So I literally I just went with them like, "Hi, <laughs> I'm Isabel. I'm the one who made the Cuban bread." She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And we just like if nothing, we we're friends forever. Started talking and. She loved the candle. She's like, I had to test it. I can't just put something in my store that, you know. And I was like, no, I totally understand. And, yeah, she, she was amazing. So we actually went to the store the next day on Sunday. Um, and they we told them about the scavenger hunt. And I'm like, I don't know where to go. They told us to go to, well, look, go to Los Coquetas. And I have to say, I was nervous because, Esta loca, what are you you gonna do? What? You're gonna leave a candle here for somebody to come pick it up? Okay. I had no idea how we were gonna be received. I walked in and my sister and I were both fighting. You you go ask, you go ask. No, you go ask. And so finally I was like, okay, I'll go. I'm like, um, can I speak to the owner of the store? And they're like, Yeah, he's outside. And I walked out and I was like, Hi, um, I make this Cuban bread candle and I wanna do a scavenger hunt. And he's like, Whatever you need. And I said, uh, uh, really? He's like, yeah, whatever you want, whatever you need. I'm like, I, I want to leave it here. He's like, sure, whatever. You.... I'm like, I, you were saying yes, and I haven't told you everything that I want to do yet. <laughs> it
1: could be a candle full of cocaine. You don't know. Yeah,
3: you don't know. But he was so amazing. He was like, whatever you need, whatever you want, no problem, we'll help you. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I, I what we did was we bought food so we bought um, you know some croquetas and then we posted it on our social media come get your croquetas and right, you know right, your yeah, Cuban yeah. bread candle yeah, you, and, you and, and then prices. and then what, my cousin had been out there and he was like, you have to for me if you do nothing else go to have a sandwich. Oh yeah of course <laughs> Another And one of I said neighbors. yes and I was like, uh, okay. Okay, and then we went there again. The owner wasn't there, but they were like, sure. And they even posted it on their social media. Yep. I was so like amazed by the hospitality that we received. People just were like, Yeah, sure, no problem. We'll help you. I'm like
1: It's funny because Okay that by and large has been our experience. You know, with everybody that we've encountered down here. And again, you know, we say this all the time and we're just two Mietas who started a podcast. You know, we're, we're, because right. we're, we're not celebrities. We're not influencers. At least, you know, I mean, I guess now we're micro-influencers, but we weren't influencers. Yeah. It's not like we had a following, right? But everybody that we kind of have gone up to and just been like, hey, how are you? You know, would you, would you be on the show or, you know, do something? They're open right. to it. You know, they're receptive to at least hearing you out. You know, which right. well, well, there have been an exception. Been that's a why, I said, that's, why, I that's why I said by and large. That's why but, I said by and large. <laughs> you know, but, but, you but, know. It's, but you know, you hear a lot of times people in Miami are like, oh, they're so standoffish. They're so, you know, stuck up or whatever. And that right. may be the case, but for people who legit have something going on, I don't yeah. think is the case.
3: I have to say, I have been embraced by, my, well, you gave me my um, Miami girl ID card. Because <laughs> I am officially, Jen Herrera said it herself. I am so Miami. Miami has embraced me so much; you, you, it's you, amazing.
2: You sound like you're from Miami.
1: You do.
3: Do I really? That's do. funny. Just like uh, do.
1: like Martha's daughter.
2: Martha's <laughs> daughter is the most, yes. one of the most Miami girls I've ever seen. And when she told us, she she lived in Miami only for a short time, but as an right. adult, I don't know how. was
1: <laughs> like, she yeah, sounds like Aaliyah. Right? Bro.
3: <laughs> yes, so yes, like, it's yeah. because if it's important to you, like people are amazed. My, my son is eight and my husband and I still only speak Spanish to him. Really? So and he speaks Spanish with a Cuban accent. So if you were to hear him, you think, you oh, know, he's a little Cuban boy, you know, because he speaks Spanish with a Cuban accent, as do we.
1: Yes. I cannot wait to see what else you got coming. Because obviously, you know what? We fell in love with the Cuban bread, but the café con leche smells good. We got samples also of pumpkin flan. We got a little sample of el bosque, which the other day I was was actually talking to my boyfriend about el bosque, and I was like, el Mm -hmm. bosque, because I feel like that's how you have to say Mm -hmm. it, you know, kind of scary. (laughs) And my favorite, on name alone, el trico tri, Uh
3: El
1: tri. el tri. el that's
3: how my grandparents said it. Vamos a tri. That's how okay, you vamos ir, uh, oh. vamos ir a tricotri. How else mm-hmm. are you going to celebrate
1: fall if not if it's Tricotri? So thank you so much. It was a blast. Yes.
2: Thank oh, you so thank, much. You.
3: thank you. We and need to do this in person for Listen, sure. If it wasn't Absolutely.
1: for the stupid COVID, we were actually going to be in LA. Like probably around this time we were going to go out again. Yeah. And, and we, you were on our list. And that's why I was like, got to get her uh, on. I don't care. We can't see so her in we'll, person, so got to go. get her on. We'll
2: hang, we'll hang out when we go to LA then when you come to Miami we'll give you the Martha Darby Miami tour.
3: please I expect it <laughs> definitely with, I definitely with, expect like, it
2: in my parents though. Oh
3: please give me some croquetas I need really good croquetas that's the one thing we don't have here is good croquetas like Isla Canaria croquetas oh. I had oh. them I'm obsessed well
1: I mean yeah, yeah. you've been spoiled you started yeah. at the top
3: yeah you started that, at the top. you know I know I know <laughs> they're really good
1: <laughs> yes all right but bueno thank you again amor and you know what again i i love the fact that you've managed to put our culture out there in such a wonderful way that just brings back memories you know it's it, like you said the minute you light it it takes you back to that bakery with your abuelos and all that and it, it's a it's our shared culture and you know thank you so much for exactly doing you're that. welcome
3: and in connecting us all which is what i love even more
2: we're back. You know, and- I wanted to ask her for shits and giggles. You know, the whole thing of Cubans and Puerto Ricans. Because you know this Puerto Rican bread.
1: Yeah, and it's slightly different.
2: It's slightly different, but similar. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask him I'm like, do you think you could pull off Puerto Rican <laughs> bread? <laughs> and if you were able to pull off Puerto Rican bread. Imagine walking into a room and be like, "It smells like Puerto Rican bread." Yeah, here. would we be able to tell the difference? Would we be able to would tell we? the difference? But isn't that always the same? Isn't that always? You can know, you even can you tell a, the difference? It's
1: true, never though. But yeah, so. uh, she was fantastic. I, I love her. Next time in person, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, King and Machine Gun Kelly. It, he's dating Megan Fox. That's okay, all. but what does he do? <laughs> I think he's a rapper mm, he of is. sorts. I, I
2: mean, I'm pretty big on rapping. I
1: don't know. Oh, he's, some, he's a musician of some sort because he released a music video. So I have to assume if you release a music video, <laughs> you're probably some type of a musician. Well,
2: yeah, he's an American <laughs> rapper. I mean, I'm pretty big into hip hop. I don't know who that is. And I don't know why why Megan... Megan, uh, Megan. You were going to say Megan Kelly, weren't you? I was
1: say Megan Kelly. You <laughs> were <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that Why be? Why not? Let's do that, too. Screw it. Weirder things have happened. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, Megan Fox. Megan Fox.
2: So, bueno. I have my last soda. Okay. I'm going to give my last soda to Ellen. Okay. So, Ellen came back this week. Yes. And she talked about the problem. Yeah. She her, Elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. You know, she did it her way with comedy. Right. Some people thought that she shouldn't have joked about it. You know, she said something that like I thought was very true that she was like, you know, I've been doing this show for 15 years right. and even though I'm a great actress, yeah. I can't fake this nice thing for that you know, long. Yeah. That long. Yeah. And that goes to what you and I had spoken about sometime back when we spoke about the whole tr- drama with Ellen show. You know, we have this perception or we make we, may, we, as we, a public, yes, we do make it. up a perception that somebody is this and somebody mm-hmm. is that. So Ellen, though, her brand is to be kind and nice, means that Ellen has to be... Um, you 24 know, hours a day. A sunshine and rainbows. Right, right. She you know, can't be human. Yes, right? I'm sure Ellen gets pissed off. To be that successful, you usually have to be demanding, mm-hmm. you know... And has bad days like everybody else. And maybe, you know what? Maybe she has had moments that she's a bitch. But you know what? So have a lot of people. We've had moments where we're dicks. And this whole thing to bring her down. That's why I was very careful before I, like, assessed my opinion on her. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all these allegations that have been made, mm-hmm. none have been against her directly. True. Right? True. So that's my starting point. Right. Not that those allegations weren't serious. Right, right, right. And not right. to take but, anything away. But they haven't been but about everybody's, her directly.
1: Everybody's throwing it at her.
2: Right, so exactly. So she was supposed to be at fault for everything. Right. So and as she said, she's she employs over two hundred and fifty people. Yeah. I mean, in any company that there's two hundred and fifty people, do you expect the top boss to know everything that's going on no. in every conversation in every? Mo- no, I'm sure there were break. You know, there was a, a lack of protocol. I'm sure there were things Breakdown that have gone down. Yeah. I'm sure that she could have done a better job. Yeah, at yeah. managing that. Um. But this whole thing, campaign to bring her down, I thought was ridiculous. You know, somebody who's been such a pioneer yeah. and done so many good things, to bring them down for that, like, because she wasn't aware on top, of on top of everything. Okay, you know what?
0: Call her out on
2: it. You know, call her out on it. Put her up to that task, Right. but tear her down. So I'm glad that she's back. The show had the highest ratings for a premiere show for her premiere yeah. show in like six seven years. Well, of course. So the ratings were really high. So good for her.
1: So good for you, Ellen. Yay! And you get a last soda from us. <laughs> so my last soda. I feel like I've been giving a lot of corporate last sodas lately. But it's you know, Enron. it's yes, of course, uh, <laughs> Lehman Brothers. Um. You know, again, when corporations are evil, they're evil. But on the flip side, when they're doing stuff that is good, we should call it out as well. So I'm actually giving my last soda this week to Foot Locker. Oh, yeah. The reason that I'm giving it to Foot Locker is because uh, as of September 22nd, um, their stores across the U.S. were also turning into voter registration sites. Yes, I heard that. As part of an effort to increase uh, youth voter turnout. So it's more than 2,000, you know, Foot Locker, that's Foot Locker, Lady Foot Locker kids, champs, uh, et cetera, are going to have a kiosk designed to help shoppers register to vote, check their registration status, or sign up for election reminders. Um, They're partnering with Rock the Vote, which of course is a child of the 80s and 90s with MTV. Rock the Vote, for me, will always have a place in my heart. It will always be Madonna. It will always be Madonna draped in an American flag with curly blonde hair from the I'm Breathless era. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the CEO, uh, Richard Johnson, said, in a year marked with such uncertainty amid a pandemic and social unrest, our country's future and our collective role in shaping it has never been more important. And he hopes this will help educate and amplify the voices of today's youth. So, you know what? Good on you, Footlocker, for you doing know, something good. Positive. People need to vote. Just
2: vote. vote. They they, just vote. They need to vote, and just get out there. Just vote. And you know, I love when people start criticizing. Ah, but the whole I know that I'm like, well, that's what's the law of the United States. So you know, if you you really disagree with it, then you're disagreeing with the law. Sort of like when somebody very close. We have a bigger, to, issue some, a hand. Somebody, you know, some, somebody very close to me one time said that we have too many rights in this country in this country. And I'm like, okay, so you're talking about a completely different system of government. Right, 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 right. right, right you are right, not right. talking about the United States. We're,
1: we're talking about something that that we're not talking about right now. Right. So
2: <laughs> whatever. Anyway, bueno, that was episode one twenty eight. I feel we've been in the one twenties forever, but then again, you know it's coronavirus.
1: I think it's just an effect at this point.
2: What month is it?
1: Does it really matter? Jan- J- February, April, July, November.
2: I, I love a meme that I saw that said January, February, coronavirus, n- December.
1: Yes, <laughs> I yes. I'm gonna throw in November just because I enjoy Thanksgiving because of the yeah, food. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I like you so couple. Oh yeah, we're almost in October. No, because I think about October it's like, starts it's like, like, so
2: like in, weird. in six it's days. It's so weird because like when I think about when the coronavirus started, right. That initial, like, okay, schools are shutting down and all that. It seemed the other day, but when I think about all, like everything, everything that's happened that since happened, then, I'm like, Oh, it's been like, like
1: we-, we managed to get all that into six months.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> but like between the coronavirus and the protests and everything, but oh, how many years have passed, yeah. you know? But then, yeah, I think of that initial, like going to the supermarket and no toilet paper. And, oh, and thank you know,
1: God we have toilet paper now.
2: And, Whatever. If nothing so.
1: else.
2: What everybody? <laughs> we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Yes. That was yeah. episode 128. And remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And have a great weekend, everybody. Pero Friday, see you next week.
1: All right, mi gente, cuídense. Bye. Bye. Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.